Make It, Don't Fake It is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Spokane, presented by Delish Hamburgers. Speak Spokane is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Spokane, and at their website, speakpodcasting.com. Speak Studios, speak and be heard. Welcome to the Make It, Don't Fake It podcast. We're your hosts, Jason Overdorf and Stephanie Bogue. On this show, we're going to be focusing on people that make a living being creative. Makers, artists, designers, and creatives of all kinds. We're going to be exploring what their stories are, their process, and how they approach and operate their business in order to financially support themselves. What inspires them the most? What keeps them going? And what fuels the fire when they are struggling? That's it. I mean, that's pretty much the whole idea of the show. You know, this is episode one. We're literally <laughs> recording uh, our first one right now. We're, um, you know, contrary to the name of our show, Make It, Don't Fake It, we are literally faking <laughs> it so hard right now. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, so the inspiration for this show is that we are both creatives ourselves and we just love everything about the creative process and the colorful lifestyle that it creates for you. And so, you know, with that, we actually see this podcast as a design challenge. And so like our audience, all of you are witnessing us in our creative process right Right. now. And we are officially in the faking it stage. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, is actually something I was hung up on a little bit when I was trying to come up with the name of the show. Because, you know, like, to be honest with you, like, faking it is kind of the part of the process of making it. You know, um, with my first business, you know, I told people, my, uh, my first business was a, just a general contractor. And I kind of told people I was a general contractor probably like a year before I actually became <laughs> a real general contractor. And it was one of those things, almost like the more I said it, the more, you know, almost kind of uh, had to prove it. You know what I mean? I had to actually do it because I told enough people that that's what I'm doing now, mm-hmm. you know, um, and kind of with what I'm doing now with my creative endeavors, you know, um, which we're going to get more into on the show. But, you know, like right now I'll be doing leather work. You know, it's kind of my main focus right now. And I've been telling people, no, yeah, I, I, I work with leather. I started people telling me about like eight months ago. <laughs> and it's a lot fresher than that, you know? Yeah. Well, this is the whole concept of dressing for the job that you want, not the one you have. Love you know, yeah. it, it is like this concept of this is how we create the future that we want to be living in is to start on the inside, to start deciding this is who Mm -hmm. I am. This is what I'm doing. And to just show up and do it through all the awkwardness, through all the, Mm -hmm. the faking it part is really just a phase of exploration of, um, owning, owning that decision and experimenting and trying it out. Well, stop half-assing it. Stop stop bullshitting it, you know? (laughs) Just do it, you know? Buy the tools or, you know, chisel out that time in your week to actually start honing that craft in, right? I mean... Yeah, and I think, like, something that you and I talked about, Jason, when 
you presented this idea for this podcast to me, you know, you were really interested in exploring this line. Like, when does faking it become making it? Like, where is the transition between I'm, this is my hobby, this is my passion, I'm learning how to do this thing, to I've made it. This is what I do. This is who I am. Mm -hmm. This is my business. This is how I pay my bills. And, you know, there's so many, uh, I don't know, you could say gray areas, but I prefer to say like colorful areas in between. And we, you know, in this podcast, we're interested in exploring what stage people are in. We're going to find, you know, talk to different creatives at different points in their career, but have somehow they have made it to a point where they are, you know, owning that this is all of my career. This is part of my career. They're identifying as a creative, as their profession. Totally. Absolutely. And, you know, I really want, you know, it's kind of to, to where it registers with the audience um, you know, the thousands and thousands of people that are listening to this very first podcast right now, you know, <laughs> obviously we seriously, we are, we're actually going to be, I've already read the, uh, the numbers. We're going to be huge in Hawaii. Turns out this is our, that's our, dem- that's our target demographic. Oh, uh, perfect. yeah. Uh, Hawaiian tourists, uh, <laughs> Getting tanned and fat on the beach are going to be the Make It Don't Fake It podcast number one fans. Anyways, um, what? I- <laughs> well, we're going to have to go and meet them. <laughs> yeah, that's where you're going there. So, yeah, um, I'll go and start meeting them for all of you. Yeah, uh, but with that being said, but really, what you know, what I hope the audience takes away from this is, you know, I as we have guests on the show and we're we're interviewing these people and we're asking these questions, you know, we're going to kind of try and lead these conversations with some key questions. But what I hope happens is that as you're listening to this, maybe that'll register with you. Maybe you'll hear that and be like, shit, that's, I'm going through that same thing. Oh my God, I'm at that same point right now. Or, you know, and a lot of these people, uh, you know, we're based out of Spokane, Washington and a lot, you know, we don't know anyone outside of Spokane yet that's going to be on our show. So, you know, you might know these people and you might know them personal and then personally and then hear their story and, and what that final trigger was for them. Uh, I hope it excites people and, and motivates people to actually take that step to, you know, embark on whatever endeavor it is that you've been talking about doing that you've been thinking about doing. Yeah, I love this. I'm personally, I'm so passionate in my life to just not only to live what I consider to be my dream, but to inspire others to do the same. Mm -hmm. And I really hope that this podcast will empower people to take that leap. If they're on the edge and they have questions and they're, they have fears in the way and they hear enough stories of people just like them who had fears just like them and learned about how they succeeded, how mm-hmm. they are succeeding, that hopefully this can open up some people's hearts and minds and eyes to what is actually possible for them. Right. Um <clears throat> And we're going to have some fun. We're going to have a lot well, of fun. Gonna be, yeah. So, <laughs> I feel like that was really serious. Like I was super professional. Um, so this is not, this is not a, uh, going to be a PG 13 show, but well, maybe no, it's no, it won't be mature uh, 13 because, uh, 
Because I think 13 can have like a couple swear words. I don't know the rules. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> it's not. This is definitely going to be uh, a little rough and dirty. Um, you know, we kind of, we're going to have fun. We're going to be drinking champagne and, and booze and trying to get Celebrating, celebrating, s- keeping it real, you yeah. know, just and being ourselves. It's going to be a lot of <laughs> laughing. Uh, Steph and I are best friends. And uh, so let me get this out of the way. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show and do this thing with me. Um, initially, I thought of like, oh, my God, Steph would be the best guest to have on the show. <laughs> and then I started thinking, about, I was like, what the fuck that? She should be the other host. <laughs> like, you know, like, um, you know, Steph and I can just ramble and go on and on. Um, I mean, we, we've literally uh, talked her husband, my other best friend, Matt, <laughs> to sleep. Which maybe so isn't. So many times. So many times. That might not actually be, be good chemistry for a podcast. Uh, we hope that we can also do that for you guys. <laughs> the cool sounds of Make It Don't Fake It podcast. <laughs> when you can't just fucking fall asleep. <laughs> okay, we really hope that <laughs> you will be inspired to at least stay awake. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Jason, for asking me to be on this podcast with you. I actually, it's kind of a funny story because um, Jason texted me and he said something that made it sound like it was super serious. Like, I have something to talk. I, I, I asked, I was like, can you, can you give me a call when you get a chance? I got something I need to talk to you about. Right. Yeah. And I was like away on a trip with clients and on a work thing. So, I was like, oh, okay. And for some reason, this is so unlike me, but for some reason, I just like avoided getting back to him or I like forgot or something. But quite a lot of time went by. Good thing I wasn't on the ledge. I know, geez. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, you know, he's coming over to our house for band practice with my husband, with Matt and... Um, I'm like, oh, you messaged me a while ago, didn't you? What? So what? What's going on? You know? Uh, and he's like, oh yeah. And then all of a sudden, he tells me like, I want you to co-host this podcast, and tells me the whole idea for it. And he's like, so give the, the studio is booked. The studio's booked for next week. You know? So I'm like, hmm. Okay, and I started jumping up and down with excitement. I, I knew the decision was the right call because, I mean, her, uh, you're, you're like literally exploded with excitement, and um, which is another reason why we wanted to really get in here as soon as possible and record because you, I just feel like we've both been really giddy about this thing. Yeah, and we, you know, of course, like in true creative fashion, we, in true artist fashion and maker fashion, we decided you know, we are going to have this so planned out. Like we, you know, we got together. We're like, it's going to be so planned out. And I think that's because we're both such chaotic people. (laughs) And I think we both wanted this to be such a success that we put a lot of like, Oh, we need to have this totally strategized (laughs) outlines. Like, you know, and we were like, we got to put, and I think that's just because, I don't know, for me, like I'm usually so scatterbrained and I have such like an (laughs) organic, like this nut job method of getting things done. And I, I really wanted this to be a success and have it, have us not show up and just be like, um, so what do you, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden we found ourselves, you know, about an hour before sitting down saying, okay, so, so we've made some progress. We have some great ideas. And what if we just made this, 
a design project on the fly with our audience with us as we create it. Mm -hmm. And they get to witness the creative process in motion for this first podcast. And we're like, yeah, okay. That's a great idea. (laughs) I love it. It's a good idea. Um, Do you, do you listen to a lot of podcasts at all? I listen to some. One that has really inspired me is called, um, it is, oh my gosh, and I'm forgetting the name now. Wow. I didn't know you were going to ask me this question. Yeah, that's, you know, you got to oh, think on your toes. Man, I know. So it's um, how to have a good life. It's about, it's about basically the concept of how to have a good life. And he interviews um, all of these influential people that he considers are living life well. Oh, that's right. I don't know what you're talking about. And uh, actually, I would like to find the actual name of it because it's super inspirational. But that's a podcast that I've listened to a lot. Um, and I listen to the podcasts of all of our friends and local people that have podcasts. How about you? Um, for the most part, I'm I'm really big into comedy podcasts oh yeah comedy yeah. is like my go-to it's like my own personal therapist absolutely is comedy absolutely <laughs> um you know I, I i i play around with the idea of thinking i do stand up and uh so i love listening to you know other comedians podcasts um you know bill burr is is awesome and uh you know there's another one um is it uh yeah Mason, I was telling you about it the other day. Is it, is it thoughtless or thinkless? Oh, man. it's. Oh, I remembered the one that I was trying to share. I'm just going to interject with it. It's, oh, you found the name. Yeah, it's Good Good Life uh, Good Life Project. Good it's, Life Project. It's amazing. It's super inspirational. Um, really, really influential, intelligent people are interviewed on that podcast. And every time I've listened to it, I've thought, wow. What am I doing with my life? I wow. gotta, I gotta reach higher. I gotta go further. It's, right. it's a really cool podcast. That's awesome. So, I mean, so I, I, I yes, yeah, so we both listen to a little bit of podcasts, which is I'm kind of stoked. I like them a lot, but I, I like the fact that we're not like diehard pi- podcast people. Oh so no, I, I I'm, like, I'm I all wanna... about music. I listen yeah. to music, and I don't listen to podcasts a ton, to be right. honest. Yeah. So if you guys are super into podcasts, you're kind of a bunch of nerds. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, because I don't want to accidentally um, totally rip off someone else's format. And I think the idea that this is something that we both. You know, we, we both agree that our community and the internet world out there could use another podcast like this. <laughs> um, but, you know, I just don't want it to be like every other one out there. And it might be. I mean, to I think it'd be pretty bold to say no one else is doing this. You know, I was actually shocked when Make It Don't Fake It podcast was available on Instagram. By the way, please follow us. Uh, and <laughs> But, you know, I mean, like, I just I couldn't believe that because there's a ton of podcasts out there that focus on makers and creators. And, um, you know, so... I don't know. I just, I want it to be original and I want to do our own thing on it. Um, but I, I mean, my stance on that is every single person's podcast is original just because we are, we all have something different to, to bring to the sure. table. Sure. And there's just an endless amount of cool stuff to talk about when it comes to our music design, entrepreneurship, you mm-hmm. know, living this, pursuing this like creative lifestyle where we are like attempting 
to create our own paychecks out of thin air with mm-hmm. something we're passionate about. And that is an endlessly fascinating topic, which is why there's so many great podcasts out there about it already. Totally. Um, but I'm really interested in learning more, even though we're super close and I know so much about you, I'm really interested in learning more about your creative process, how you got to this point of now pursuing entrepreneurship as a maker full time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, well, that, you know what sucks is that was like the best segue ever into like starting <laughs> an interview with me. Um, and so we're going to take that energy and what's the phrase? We're going to put a pin in it for one second. Okay. Because one thing I wanted to talk about before... <laughs> <laughs> actually doing that was, you know, so we're still, we're, we're designing this on the fly with the audience yeah, listening. So totally. we need to talk about the kind of guests that we want to have on this show. Okay. Sure. Um, you know, because we kind of kicked around a lot of different ideas. One of them being, you know, strictly entre- entrepreneurs, you know, entrepreneurship. <laughs> or- <laughs> creative. Well, we talked about it being um, creative entrepreneurs. Yeah. And then, you know, but we kind of realized that might pigeonhole us a little bit because I wanted to be able to have, you know, painters and, um, chefs and tattoo artists and, you know, who are employed creatively. Exactly. So they're not necessarily entrepreneurs, but they're still turning their creative pursuits into paychecks. Right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I mean, I kind of think we open it up to just people that are earning those paychecks, being creative. If you work for a restaurant, if you work for a design agency, if you know, you're making leather goods at a shop or something like that, or building furniture, you know? Yeah. It's kind of, we wanted to keep it really open because we want to meet really interesting people, not mm-hmm. only in Spokane and our awesome hometown that we love, but also, you know, there's, people in Canada, there's people all over the world that we hope to Mm -hmm. connect with and learn about, you know, what it is that, what inspires them to keep going in a creative practice because there's so many obstacles for so many people. And so it's really interesting to get to like meet these people, you know, have fun with them, have exciting conversations and bring those to all of you. And yeah, shoot. Yeah. Okay, well, then let's dig into that, then. Let's dig yeah. into the interview portion of it. Then. So we're, like, our first guests are ourselves. Right. Yeah. As with anyone who's just starting out with a with a creative endeavor. Exactly. <laughs> Their yep. first client is always themselves. <laughs> uh, so I think our, kind of our first question that we would probably ask people is, uh, what is it that you do? You know, what what makes you a maker? What are you doing to earn that paycheck? Um do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? How do you want to do that? Well, remember how we put a pin in my perfect segue? Yeah, I would, you I would nailed like that you, segue, too. I would like you to go first, Jason. Move. I'm such a solid move. I'm going to do that to you. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'll go first. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Uh, all right. So, Jeez. I'm, um, geez. <laughs> oh, you just broke my focus. What are we doing? No, I'm just kidding. Um, what do you do? What do I do? Okay. So, you know, creatively... Um, you know, I always answer the question by saying, you know, um, I'm a carpenter by trade or have been, you know, I, uh, you know, I've always been artistic when I was growing up and going through school and stuff like that. After high school, I needed to start making money and I got sick of working at a pizza restaurant. And so I got into construction. 
construction, which we're going to be having construction workers on here. Maybe not so much the guys that are just like the brute and crew and, you know, those guys, but the guys are actually doing some pretty awesome creative stuff out there. It's so creative. It is. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely an aspect of construction where it's just, uh, you know, Pete and repeat, you know, you have one function, you do the same thing all day. It's kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's also guys that really, and I, that being said, I feel like most of the trades actually have a pretty creative element that I feel like gets discredited. I feel like enough, you know, I think everyone looks down mm-hmm. on construction workers as kind of these, um, brutes you know these dudes that are just like they couldn't land a job doing anything else and so now they swing a hammer for a living um at the time i just want to play certainly not how i see it well that's good yeah (laughs) and that's and i and and, you know maybe maybe that's just my own take on how i always felt people looked at me when i did it you know but um i don't know i i at the time i just wanted to be able to go to band practice at nights and play shows on the weekends and party and have fun and working in a restaurant wasn't allowing me to do that. I was working nights when I was supposed to be at band practice and yada, yada. So I got into construction, started learning all these different types of trades and it kind of gravitated towards carpentry, um, really high end finish work. Um, you know, just got into the ordinateness of it. And I kind of found that this, the possibility out there really endless in what you can do. And then that led into, uh, you know, custom cabinet making and then the furniture making and, and so forth. And then, you know, I ended up getting into masonry work and working with concrete. And then I started doing more artistic sculptural stuff with that. Um, that's my background. So as of right now, uh, I'm currently, I just started a new business, a new project. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Can we all raise our glasses to Jason? Dude, new business. There to Manitou Maker. Manitou Maker. Woo! Yeah. I will drink to that because you know what? <laughs> One thing about Jason and I to know is that we love to celebrate life and we invite all of you to do that with us on this podcast because people do not celebrate enough and we're here to bring that to you. Yeah, we are, we are party <laughs> bringers. So, but yeah, so I just started uh, Manitou Maker, which you've Woo! been, you've been by my side through the whole process of even coming up with the name of a business you know, and doing the logo part, all that kind of stuff. And I always loved how you, out of all the people I shared my logo ideas with, I was always most scared to share them with you (laughs) just because you're always so brutally honest with me. Oh, that's true. (laughs) Like to the point where I was like, you dick. <laughs> like I put so much work into that and you just shat all over it, you know, but then that's tough love, baby. I know. And I'm glad you did because <laughs> otherwise I would have settled on, on something. And, and actually I had quite a few friends and, and family members and stuff that I was just so scared to make that decision on my own, what to name this new business. And, you know, so I asked anyone and everyone, you know, at one point it was, it was Condor and then it was, you know, which is reference to my son. And then it was, uh, and I made the shift over to Manitou Design and Build, which was too long and lanky and didn't really, you know. So now it's Manitou Maker. I love I love that change. I like it too. It's beautiful. Yeah. It was, you know, the other one, it was like too stale for you. Design and Build? Yeah, it was yeah. just too like, this is ex- precisely what I do. <laughs> right. And, and that was something that everyone's been telling me, you know, you need to hone it in. Because the thing is... is the whole concept of this business is that I want to be creative every day. I want to be able to do, I want to be able to make stuff in my shop or in people's houses. And, and, and when you say make stuff, like for you, it is actually making with your hands. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 
um, everything from carpentry to metalworking to, you know, general kitchen remodeling. You know, the last few years I've been a kitchen designer. Mm-hmm. I guess I kind of skipped that part, you know. Yeah, because then you were kind of more like designing, uh, designing, not building. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which was still a very creative artistic process. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved it. I loved being the designer. Um, but, you know, and honestly, you know, what's really interesting is that was a fun phase in my life to you know, for the first time in my life, I was making a pretty good paycheck being a designer, you know, and actually having the title designer, you know, yeah. on my card. Um, and it was cool. And I made, I made a shit ton of money doing it. It was awesome. <laughs> However, I also had to sell my soul to mm. the corporate devil. Mm. And yeah. I hated that part of it. You know, I hated, it. I felt like a cog. I felt like a cog in the machine, you know, all the metaphors you can possibly put on the table <laughs> about working for a corporation. I, I felt that. And, um, you know, so much to the point where it like ate at my soul and I stopped really caring about the job at some point. I'm, you know, I gotta be careful what I say here cause they might hear it. Not that it matters, but I, I got fired. <laughs> <laughs> I got fired. I hated that job so much. I, I actually, I loved the job. I hated the company so much mm-hmm. and eventually I got fired. And at the time, I remember I was so bitter. Like, you fired me? <laughs> How did you fire me? <laughs> you know? Best thing they ever, best oh. gift they ever gave you. Yeah, best thing that ever happened to me. And uh, and then, so since then, it's been kind of on this mission to... to and I just want to say, like, there is nothing wrong with them or any company. That it's What it is is some people are simply too colorful, too passionate, too independent to work within a certain structure. And so that's what it is. That's what it's about. It's about knowing yourself and like deciding, you know what? Like I got to do my own thing. I got to live passionately. Right. Yeah. And well, it's that, that struggle between, like I said, you know, the guy was, those paychecks were sick. (laughs) Like they were so sick, you know, like paying the bills and like still having money to, to go out and, you know, buy a motorcycle and do You know, that was awesome. But you know, at the same time, like I look back and the happiest times I've ever been is when I was making less than 30,000 a year, you know, and I'm not saying that I can't make that much money again, being creative, but that fear of, I'm not going to make enough money if I go out and chase this new endeavor. And I think that's a fear that a lot of people, mm-hmm. uh, well, well, stops a lot of these creative people in their tracks from actually yeah. taking that step of, you know, whether it actually be quitting their day job and doing this or, you know, is it worth buying all these tools? Is it worth renting the space, Mm -hmm. you know, and moonlighting this new gig? You know, is it going to make enough money? Yeah. The, the fear of the unknown will paralyze people to it, to where it's like, the future's then already decided. Like, cause if mm-hmm. you don't try, then what's happening in the future is not your creative passion. Exactly. So by going forth with it courageously, you might have a chance and you very likely have a chance, especially the more you believe in it and the more you let it be fun. Mm-hmm. You know, like we, this is what, you know, when I started, um, when I made the decision to leave my job and just say, you know, well, I am now self-employed as an independent creative. That was like the title I gave myself. It was super broad. Woo! <laughs> yeah, good times. Hope <laughs> that wasn't too loud. <laughs> so the little thing that I told myself was 
you know what? I can always fall back on a job mm-hmm. that I don't love. We can all fall back on that, can't you can we? All, you can always go back to what you're doing. <laughs> you know? So, you know, there's like, that's always just the thing I always told myself is like, I can always, always fall back on a job that I don't like. So if you're in a job you don't like, well, you know that you could fall back on an, like a thousand more of those. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the thing is, once you make that decision to be like, it's like you're stepping out onto like, I don't even know. I feel like it's like stepping into a music festival and hoping it will never end. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and well, it's like I said earlier, it's that, that wild west. You know what I mean? That, oh yeah. We talked about this. You called it the wild west and yeah. I called it like, it's funny. I said, you know, I feel like a wildflower mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you're always saying wild west and I'm saying wildflower. I just got a, <laughs> either way. It's wild. I just, I just got a weird Western kink. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Just something about chaps, assless or not, I just get excited, you know? And so I <laughs> loved the concept. Introducing Jason <laughs> Overdorf, everyone. <laughs> you uh, are going to love him. Trust me. <laughs> how, 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 I forgot to set the timer. How long into this are we before I made an inappropriate comment? <laughs> uh, actually, you made it really far. I, I, I am like- a really, it's like you are all, you are well behaved. Yeah, like. I know. <laughs> We'll put some effort in the knocking that off. Um, but, all right. So, but yeah, you know, I'm staying focused, you know. Uh, but no, I loved the idea, especially when I started my first business. You know, I'd always had the security of working for someone else. I've always yeah. had the security of all I need to do is show up from this time to this time on these days, do my job, get my paycheck, come mm-hmm. back the next day. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you don't have to worry about anything else. And you don't take it home. It's you like don't take it home. You clock yeah. out and then you get to do whatever it is you do and at home. And you don't like fall asleep at night thinking about your business. And that is a beautiful thing. There <laughs> is, I mean, I, I'm not knocking that. All right. Yeah. Not, at it, all. Like that is it, it, that security, that lack of stress, you know, I'd have so much more hair on my <laughs> head maybe, you know, and. No, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And, and, the, and, a, and it's awesome for all those employers to give people that. Yeah. Like they are all taking risks too to give people that job security. Mm-hmm. And that is something to be totally celebrated too. It is. However, we're not necessarily celebrating that on this show. Because, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. although that's awesome and, and stick to what works for you and be happy. But, you know, what we want on this show is the people that, I've taken that risk. And that's why I've always called the wild west because mm-hmm. dude, you're just this lone ranger out there for me. I'll, I'll, we'll work the wildflower analogy too, but <laughs> you know, I was just like, who knows what's going to happen? And you know, and you, I had so many customers and so many projects that, you know, were huge successes and other ones that were huge failures. I had customers that hired me over and over and over and over again. And I had customers that burned me for $13,000, you know, right there at the gates. Um, and you know, that concept of you live and die and you, you know, your own success is based on yourself. You know what I mean? And how much, this is how I always looked at it. You know, it's, it's ride or die by the seat of your own pants on that one. And mm-hmm. that's why I was called the wild west. Cause just, it's so, 
You know, and then the, the crazy thing man, it is so nuts it's, how people will just burn you. You know, I remember one guy looked me straight in the eye. The <laughs> job was done. I had done this huge basement remodel for him. And I was, it was really, I mean, I was not the pat my own back here, but damn, that was a good bat or no, not a bathroom basement. <laughs> like, dude, I believe you, you are a perfectionist and like all jokes aside, you are really talented. Well, thank you. You know, and I just... I don't know. Like this guy's probably having like I, I, you know, I gave him the bill, and at the end of it, you know, it's, he owes me thirteen thousand dollars left, and he looks him in the eye, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm not going to pay that." And, and actually, it might have been a lot less than thirteen thousand. Now that I think about it, but it was some amount of money. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm not going to pay that." I'm like, "What do you mean now? You're not going to pay this?" Wow, like, I am it? intrigued. So, how did you handle this? I, I at first I just I thought I misheard the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what do, you, "What do you mean? Like, is is it did I, did I put the wrong name on the invoice? Like, what do you mean you're not going to pay this?" And he's like, "No, uh, no, I'm not going to pay this." I was like, "Well, is there something wrong with the project? I mean, like, what are we going?" He's like, "No, I just bet you're not going to sue me." Wow, <laughs> that's literally and wow. that sucks. It's like. He was right. <laughs> oh my god! You know, uh, it yeah. wasn't, and that's what makes me think it was a different. That's why I think I'm getting mixed up with the thirteen thousand because I think I resolved that thirteen thousand one. I think this one was probably, and this is actually common. People would say this to me as a contractor quite a bit. He wasn't the first person or the last person to say, "I'm not going to pay that because I don't think you're actually going to sue me for thirty five hundred dollars or five wow, grand." Wow, that's just you know. You and meanwhile, know. this dude's having like awesome 70s style swinger orgies in this amazing <laughs> basement I built him <laughs> and just laughing about the $3,500 he burned me on, you know, but that was, that was part of it. And that was part mm-hmm. of the gig. And that's what makes this lifestyle just that it makes it such a lifestyle, you know, mm-hmm. for me is that the danger in it, wow. the risk, you know, it's funny because I've actually I've always been advised, like, have contracts, have everything in writing, mm-hmm, don't mm-hmm. trust anyone. To be honest, to I, be I, sh- should I say this, like, publicly? Is this like... Yes, absolutely. This is going to great radio. No, Whatever I, it is, I, <laughs> send it. <laughs> no, like, I'm just saying, as of yet, no one has ever done anything <sighs> like that to me. No one has ever tried to not pay me or, or like... Um, but you know, I've, but you're Stephanie Bogue though. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm pretty terrifying. I mean, no, you're who, not, who you're, would mess with me? I mean, you, you are a wildflower. <laughs> you know I mean? And no one like, dude, I would murder whoever it is wants to crush the flower. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, you see, you know, I don't know. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So. I believe so much in this like incredible power we have to create our own reality. And I can already see the eyes rolling so hard right now. But honestly, I have this like immense trust in people. I see them for their full potential. I see the good in them. And the feedback I've gotten, the feedback loop I've gotten in my career and in my life and with my clients is like, I don't have contracts and they pay me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I in I I show up and I am like all heart and vision and like I truly care about you and let's do this thing. And I have like full trust that of course they'll pay me and and they do. And I'm not suggesting to not have contracts and to like be all in on trust. I'm simply sharing what has been true for me. Mm-hmm. And that is like 
I am not like someone to give legal or financial advice just for the record. <laughs> right, I'm going to um I'm going to go ahead and successfully do what you tried to do earlier and I squashed. What is it that you do? Oh, thank you, Jason. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> I have I have created a life where I am a creative independent, which is what I've wanted, which is like a limitless setup where it's like anything I'm interested in, I can do that thing. Mm -hmm. And people used to always advise me and say, you know, you need to hone in. You need to choose. You need to choose one thing and Mm -hmm. you need to be Mm -hmm. an expert at that one thing. And I just got so stressed out trying to choose that one thing. You know, I immediately just had the FOMO settling in. It was like this dark cloud. FOMO FOMO means fear of missing out. And I was just like, you know, for anyone who might not know that, like I immediately be like, okay, if I have to choose one thing to specialize in, that means all the 98 other things I'm passionate about don't get to happen. So I don't believe you. And I just, my whole life have kind of been a little bit rebellious, I guess, about the rules. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't really buy into, like, what people say I have to do in order to be successful. And I think I've experimented a lot with that. This sounds like me trying to pitch polyamory to a girlfriend. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, maybe I have that in my career. You know, I have many lovers and (laughs) no, but I love that. I mean, and I totally get that, that whole, you know, that stress of trying to pick one, you know, like I don't want to do just one thing. I want to do all the things and everyone tells you you're not Mm -hmm. supposed to do that. And they're probably right. Who knows? It might be better to have like one thing you're really, really good at. It depends on the person. And, and the thing is, is that I decided to stay true to myself through many, many, many struggles and failures, quite honestly. And I stuck to what felt true to me, which is I am so passionate about so many things and I want to explore them all. And I don't believe in this limiting belief that is being fed to me that I must do this or I must do that. And so Mm -hmm. what I do now is, and what I've been doing for quite some time now is figuring out how can I fit all of my passions into something that works, that makes sense. Uh, And, you know, when I could not figure out, like, what do I want to be? What do I want to do? You know, I was in a job. I loved my employer. I loved the subject matter of my job. And there really wasn't anything wrong with my job at all. It was great. However, I had this like longing desire for more. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, I, you know, I just, I see, I feel myself being sort of down here and I see my potential being like up there in this like glittery sky of celestial magic. (laughs) And I'm like, how do I get up there? Unicorns and glitter. Exactly. So like, how, how do I hop on this unicorn right now and get up there? And for me, it was just like, deciding and saying like, I am going to make this work. And I understand that I can always fall back on the conventional choice that is there. That's available. That's endlessly available. So, you know, I am going to just like explore the possibilities 
of what I believe, which is like everything is limitless and uh, we can, we can like, if I want to paint and also design and, and like work on my computer and I want to like get involved in cultural events and I want to inspire other people, you know, I just started to connect with what are all the things I care about and how can I actually like make money from that? And, you know, well, oh, keep on say. So like, so to hone it in and to yeah, explain, that's really it's like you, just, what, you just gave what, a really what do I do? Like <laughs> glittery do do? analogy, yeah. like, so, like just give so us a what, hard list, like list yeah. it. Okay, so what do I do? You know, it's really evolving. So I'm just going to say within the last five years, sure, these perfect. are the things that I have done as an independent creative. Love it. So I have done. Well, one of my longstanding clients who I love to death, Summer Hightower of Vedalux. Vedalux! Uh, yeah. I have done a lot of stuff for her, and I do product photography for her. I help her with her social media and Did marketing. Did you do the lingerie ones? Uh, yeah. Like Did the, that you? you? You saw the post today? I, uh, yeah, 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 of course. I, yeah, I posted that, and Eva took the photo. She styled the mannequins. Nice. So, yeah, we are an ever-evolving business, and Summer has an awesome team of dolls, and I absolutely love them. And her and I have collaborated a ton, and she's been a huge part of my growth as a creative and as an entrepreneur, and I've worked with her for the past six years now. Wow. So, um, I yeah, love her so. so much. I barely know her, and but the I get that. She's just one of those people that I, I've met and I've hung out with a small, small handful of times and I follow on social media and I'm just like, I want to know you. I want to be your friend. Oh and my gosh. Yes. So she is she's pretty rad. So actually I actually thought about this today because I was talking to her on the phone this morning for quite a while and we were doing this podcast today and this, like I had this spark of inspiration where I was like, Jason needs to know Summer because you guys are both similar in that you're highly driven creatives who are really, really funny. <laughs> like you, nice. There, you, the two people that make me laugh the most in my life might be the two of you. And of Sick. course, my amazing husband Matt Bogue, name drop. What? Yeah, your husband's <laughs> funny as shit. Your husband's also my best friend, and uh, I can't wait to have him on the show too. Oh, and speaking of Matt, so Matt is like a really, really, really key figure in my creative growth. So before I met Matt, I was like in this creative rut where like I have and I'm totally not listing the list right now, but I'm getting to it because so let me list the part of the list that this pertains to. Okay. So Unifesco is our company that we have together. You and Matt. Me and Matt. Your husband. Yes. Right. And so that started in 2013, the year we met, basically, officially in 2015. But um, Matt, he really opened up like a window of creativity in me that like used to be there and had closed. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Like really, it, it like it. It's crazy. Like my whole life, I was this like really like creative artist kid, 
and I mm-hmm. loved working with my hands, and I loved writing, and I loved making art. And you were at the college for it too, didn't you? Yeah, I went to Emily Carr University in Vancouver, BC. I'm Canadian. Oh yeah, by the way, know. big <laughs> shock, guys, Canadian. <laughs> I'm going to do that anytime I meet a Canadian from here on out. Like, you're from Canada? Oh, my Canadian! And then uh, they're just going to hate me. I love that greeting. I will receive that greeting anytime. Hell, yeah. And I'm going to throw a handful of freaking maple leaves and beer caps at you. I don't know. Cheers to that. Cheers to Canada. All right, sorry. That's going to happen a lot. I'm going to go on random. This is why I love him, because he keeps everything fun. (laughs) All right, so back to the boring stuff, right? Your husband, you guys met. I'm so in love. I'm not going to tell our (laughs) ooey-gooey love story about how we met at at a music festival. But I will say that when I started dating him, I was working as a server and bartender at this awesome little, tiny little bar, neighborhood bar called Cafe Barney in Vancouver, BC. And I had been working there for five years. And oh. I, I mean. That's a, that's quite a stretch for. Most of my bridesmaids were people that I met there. I mean, this was like a really important time in my life. And I loved it. And I loved all my customers. And there was a part of my soul that was just aching to do more mm-hmm. or like to not to do more. I want to rephrase that because working in a restaurant is awesome. And it's like, it's not like it wasn't enough. It's for me, I needed something different. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was like my creative endeavors. I'm a painter. I'm an artist. I love drawing. I love music. I love writing and I love entrepreneurship and being in this full-time job employed at a restaurant, it was like two the same every single day. It was like for me personally. And I really honor the art of bartending and being a chef and even everything that goes along with being in the hospitality industry, all of it is a creative art. Mm-hmm. But we each have our own, like we each have our own unique spark that we need to like follow, you sure, know? Sure, sure. So for me, I was in a place where I was like, oh, I am so done with this. Like, this is, this is dead to me. I am done. And I just randomly decided that I was going to start my own um, freelance design business. And I actually went to design school for product design. I studied industrial design. I got a degree in it. My focus was sustainable innovation. And you know what? Like, I did some really cool shit I can see in hindsight, but at the time, my confidence stole my opportunities. Oh, really? I was like so hard on myself that like, even though I graduated with like an A plus and, and like such accolades and all these opportunities with my senior project, the story I told myself was like, this sucks. And I went and got a job as a bartender, and I never looked back for 10 years. No way, really? Yeah. Like, so you had your degree and everything, yep. and then, yeah. like, fuck this. I, I, yeah. You just didn't feel like you were good enough at it, and yeah. so you went and became a bartender. So basically, like, my yeah. lack of self-worth really, really got in the way of what was my true talent. That is and so crazy, because, Steph, you are, <laughs> you are just one of, like, the strongest people I know. And I know you and I, you know, you're, you're, like I said, you're one of my best friends and you and I have had some like had 
hundreds of, you know, whiskey fueled deep. Oh, till late 7 a.m. Yeah, till the sun talks. is rising. So, <laughs> so, like, I know, like, you know, I know your inner soul, but until I got to that point, though, like, you just always project this aura, this energy to yourself as, like, this yeah. very strong. Right. Um, Fucking no bullshit kind of woman. Well, and that is. It's just shocking for me to hear mm-hmm. that you were kind of at this low point to where you. Oh my gosh, you know. yes. Well, that, what you're saying, thank you, is true now. I am strong now. And that is like, like I decided to take that journey of healing myself because mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I was like a really, I can say now, like if I look at just the truth of it, I can actually say now, like back then I was super talented and I worked super hard and I had so many opportunities and I threw it all away, quite honestly, because of fear. And I decided to pursue the restaurant lifestyle because it was safe and because I turned to alcohol when I was afraid and it was very available for me when I worked at restaurants. So I'm just Like I said, I'm going to keep it real on this podcast, right? So that's the truth of what happens to a lot of creatives. And that's what happened to me is that, you know, I had this amazing opportunity where I designed this sustainable project for um, urban living. It was this really cool room divider that would amplify sound into one space and block it out of another so that you could basically isolate and improve sound to particular areas for urban living. That was what your senior project was? Yeah. And so, and it was a beautifully... What was it called? um, Okay. um, Did you you get... Ooh, it was called Melody. Shit. Um, And it it was a wall made of all sustainable materials that was... Uh, it was a curvy wall that um, it was malleable. So you mm-hmm. could bend it to your liking. And it was designed to fit like, um, it, it was like the aesthetic was like high design. Mm-hmm. It was like beautiful. It was taken from like something like Finnish or Swedish design, like really minimalistic and, mm-hmm. and beautiful and in touch with nature. And But then it had this technology that I actually worked on um, engineers from SFU, uh, a local university, with to get the sound isolating qualities totally honed in. And it was like an eight layer um, substrate material that I designed that would absorb sound and bounce it back into the area that you wanted it to be and keep it out of the area that you didn't want it to be. And so this product I designed, like I worked so hard and Honestly, like to get super real about how it all happened, like on the the day it came to present the final, like the final product, everything, like how it works, everything. I didn't show up out of fear. You didn't show up? I did not show up. And I was already willing to accept the fail and to try again next year. Like I was so believing, right, that it wasn't good enough. And my instructor called me from his own personal phone and said, Steph, like, where are you? You missed your slot to present. And we had a whole panel of like judges and an audience to present to. That was like part of our graduation. And I just said like, you know, I I just don't, I, I think it's not good enough. Like, I don't know. Like I made some mistakes. I just don't know my presentation. It's not good enough. All the stuff. He was like, Steph, 
I honestly think this project is genius. Like mm-hmm. you need to get here. You can go last if you need to, but you need to present. Like I will make sure there's room for you. And he advocated for me to me. And I also had another student in the class call me and say, like, get here. You're fine, you know? And so. Did you uh, go? Did you go? Yeah. And so I, like, <sighs> wiped <God>. my tears. <laughs> I, I was, like. On the edge of my seat I was right having an is... emotional breakdown. <laughs> I was, like, really having an emotional bet, breakdown. Yeah. And I decided already internally, like, that I had given up, that I had failed, that it wasn't good enough. I was really believing this lie. And, like, I showed up and I just, I presented it and people were like clapping and I got like an A plus and afterwards, like we had to install our projects in a gallery show and invite all like this audience to come see it and all these potential investors and our parents and our families and everything. And I had all these people surrounding my project. They were like these huge walls that I had hand built Mm -hmm. and they were like really epic in the show and I hid in the corner drinking wine. I'm not kidding you guys. Like, oh my god, I That's hid. Not, did you have a different name back then? Like, because that I, is not this, the Stephanie so Bogue. Keep I know. in mind, this was like <clears throat> more. This was like 15 years ago. Sure. Yeah. But still, like this was like I was just so sensitive yeah. to failure, and so basically, like this really awesome person came up to me and he's like, you know, I'm super interested in your project. I'd like to talk about being an investor and how I handled that was like, I brushed him off and I ran away and I ordered another glass of wine. Like I brushed this guy off. And then I even had, I worked at a bar at the time. I had people coming into my bar who were at that show who actually approached me and said, Hey, I'm interested in what I saw at your show. And I like brushed off so many opportunities it was just like time like it was so many and it was just like I was so afraid that I didn't know what I was doing and that it wasn't good enough you know Mm -hmm. and so at the time I went to the comfort zone of like I know that I like to party I know I like to have fun I'm gonna work in bars I'm gonna just pretend that this degree never happened and I'm just gonna like give up being an artist and a designer forever That's what I decided. Jesus. So I went and worked at this dive bar. They had live music every night. I was like, this is amazing. I am free. Downtown Vancouver? Yeah. And I was like, no, it was on Commercial Drive in Vancouver. Means nothing to me. (laughs) And yeah, so it's sort of the artist area. Like I was still trying to like, Uh, you know, I was trying to align. So more of of an artist groupie maybe at that time? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we won't get into those details, but... No, that's that's crazy though. I mean, that's uh, and and look at you now. I mean, like I said, the the Stephanie Bogue that I know, my best friend, is like this this powerhouse of of inspiration. You know what I mean? And thank um, you. <laughs> you know, and just like how you've inspired me. You know, um, you know. So my le- the leather thing has been my new gig. And, yes. you know, it was I like, am so excited about this. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's crazy. It's like one of those things, like, you know, the faking it process, you know, as I got into doing leather a couple of years ago and never really pulled the trigger on it. You know, I, I started looking into it and thinking, that's pretty cool, man. Like, I, I wonder if I could make that. Maybe I could. And then, you know, maybe a year ago, I, I kind of got a little more serious about it. I started telling people that like, yeah, I'm thinking I'm gonna start making leather. Yeah, I think I'm going to start doing leather uh, motorcycle bags and, and, you know, 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I, I pitched the idea to you before mm-hmm. it even made anything. Mm-hmm. And you were just like lit up and we're just like, oh my God, that's awesome. Like, I bet you'd be so good at that. And you just like, you were like this like personal little hype man for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was so rad. Except remember, I wanted you to use pineapple leather. Yeah, I know. So it well, would be vegan. Yeah, and you want it to be a <laughs> vegan uh, direction, which I'm definitely something I'm going to do. Um, no, but I'm just kidding. Like, I genuinely was and still am incredibly excited for you. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. And, you know, and that's the thing. And, and you know, it's kind of a testament to what the show is all about. You know, you have... I like this book. This notebook that I have right you here. You made this notebook that's right here in front of us. Oh, my God. I can touch and feel like this real... Mm-hmm. This was the... Uh, this is the second thing I ever made, actually. I, br- I, have, I brought the first thing I ever made. Yeah, check that out, though. Wow. So this is so cool. And dead I air. Lo- it's a podcast. I never want dead air. Oh, not it. Hold on. I love the uh, the. I love your choice of paper with just the little dots instead of the grid or the lines. This has the most opportunity. I think. Yeah, this is really cool. It's really funny because uh, we talked about my list, and then I went into this old story of like how I started, and I didn't even share where I am now. So I'll, <laughs> I'll look forward to getting back to that. And actually, while Jason is digging out all of his beautiful things Can't he's created, it. do your thing. Like I'm just gonna list just really quickly what I actually am doing now. Oh, now we're doing the list. Well, like after I overcame all of that, like now I'm actually like working as a freelance designer and a painter mm-hmm. and I did my first two murals last year which was really exciting and then I also work as an emotional health coach which I see as a a creative entrepreneurial pursuit as well but so that's like a tiny summary of the list and I, I know that that's like a shortened version of it but well, you know, we're we're the yeah. hosts, so we're going to be on here a lot. So I'm sure we'll be talking more yeah. about our own personal but endeavors. I, I see that you've gotten your items. I tried. I had this of, idea of, of like doing backpack, show and tell. So. And I actually, love the show and tell. Show us everything. Well, and I want our guests. Well, not everything, Jason. That's kind of why I want to have a <laughs> uh, chef. <laughs> Uh, I am a I am a burlesque dancer, so uh, I've put it out there. Okay, uh, I want to learn more about that too. Well, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> I'm really bummed because like I, I thought I brought the first thing I ever made, but it is not here. It is missing. Um, but yeah, I started making these wallets. Actually, we have a camera going. I totally <laughs> forgot the camera going. I completely forget about this camera, and yeah. I am like not being charismatic at all. No, and it, it's, it's fun. <laughs> We're filming this for those of you guys who are just listening, and uh, hopes are that we'll be able to turn this into a YouTube vlog. Yeah, so, you can, so you can also witness us with your eyes, yeah. like totally just creating this on the fly. <laughs> so one of the things I want to happen on the show, and I tried to do it tonight, today, um, poorly executed though, is I want our guests to bring, if they can, bring something that they create, what their craft is. So yes. I brought some wallets. I brought my notebook. Um, I made a knife. This is that knife I made. You haven't gotten to see. This is... Uh, Wow, this is this feels so powerful. Right, wow. dude. This I is feel beautiful, like- Jason. Like you this is you really are a perfectionist in the way where like you're making it work for you. Like it's not That's holding right. you back, right, but it right. really is driving this standard of beautiful 
um, craftsmanship that you are totally nailing. Look at this thing. <laughs> we'll post a we'll post a picture of this on the Instagram yeah. eventually when this episode comes out. But yeah, no. So this knife, um, I never thought I'd be making knives, but being true to Manito Maker, I'm down to make anything. And in in my endeavors of a maker and being a creative guy, I met this guy named Brock Brock Woodson. He's going to be on the show. And uh, he's actually the kind of one of the guys that gave me the idea for this show in general. But anyways, Brock's a knife maker and his wife and I are friends on Facebook and she hit me up about making leather sheaths for his knives. And I was like, yeah, all right, cool. Like whatever. I'm thinking this guy's probably make some bullshit knives and no big deal. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I just, I, I just haven't really ever seen someone's forge before. And so she's like, yeah, come over and meet him, like hang out. Dude, Brock is the shit. Like, I love this guy so much. It's true. I have heard good stories about him. Dude, Brock is awesome. Brock, if you're listening, I'm looking forward to meeting you. (laughs) So he owns Woodson Knife Company, and uh, he got into it back in March. He's only been doing this for less than a year and coming up on a year. That's such a testament to that this like success does not have to take forever. Exactly. Yeah. It can happen so fast. And you know, and so last weekend he, he called me up or he texted me on Friday night. He's like, Hey, what are you doing tomorrow? And actually had a really busy weekend. <laughs> I was like, I just figured you wanted to hang out and drink whiskey, <laughs> which I love doing. And, yeah, but I was know. like, I, I was like, <laughs> I need to be responsible. And so I was like, I, I don't really know, man. Like, please don't ask me to come drink whiskey. Cause I want to do that. But <laughs> Don't ask me, don't ask me, don't ask me, you know? And then he's like, I was just seeing if you want to come over tomorrow and make yourself a knife. I'll teach you how to do it. And I, my jaw dropped. I was like, fuck, yeah. <laughs> Guess I'm going to blow off my entire weekend of responsibilities. <laughs> and I made it over there. We spent about 14 hours. It was like 3 o'clock in the morning when I left his house because it was a mission to get it done in one day. Oh, I love that. And like getting lost in the creative oh, process. Yeah. There's nothing like that. Dude, we, we were balls deep. <laughs> And <laughs> knife making, man. And uh, I mean, and it started off, I think I brought the ball bearing. Hey, Mason, how are we doing on time? We're an hour and two minutes in right now. Oof. Is that everything or just since we started recording? Like the actual podcast? Damn. I think, dude, we hit my favorite podcast, The Good Life Project. Theirs are like an hour and a half. All right. I love it. Well, for those of you guys listening, our goal is to <laughs> get this to an hour. Not my goal. Well, and I her think goal. that's too short. Mason, so Mason, for those of you guys. an hour and 15. Mason is the guy over here. Are you, are you an engineer, producer? What are you? Audio tech. Audio tech. He's, he's he is the, fucking awesome. Dude, he's got this sick fucking mustache. And he just seems like a rad dude. Um, anyways, and I don't no, know how well. he doesn't seem like it. We know he is. I mean, I feel like I know he is too. I'm a, I, <laughs> the jury's out a little bit. This is the longest I've hung out with the guy. True. I, I barely know him. See, I told you, this is my <laughs> level of trust. <laughs> right? Yeah, you just walk in. Were, did you ever walk into like vans that said puppies and candy on the side? I mean, no, I'm not stupid. Mason, what kind of vehicle do you drive? Is it a van? <laughs> Dude, no. Sick. Oh, see, I knew I trusted him. All right. I know this is a horrible segue. I'm sure people listening are like, I was really into We're whatever gonna you guys are talking about. We're going to cut this out. We're going to cut this out. No, this is staying. Anyways, Mason, <laughs> uh, average podcast length. What is it? 
hour. Okay, well, Jason, let me ask you. Would you say that you or I are average or aspire to be? No, I hate being average. Okay, thank yeah. you. That Let's make been- our podcast an hour and 20 minutes. Boom. Okay, welcome. Why the fuck not? Welcome to Make It, Don't Fake It, the hour and 20 minute pad- podcast. Why not? Podcast. That makes me think what's of Pad Thai. With, what's wrong with 80 minutes? Eight is a great number. 80 minutes. 80 hour, minutes of inspiration. Hour and 20. That's, that's 80, 80 minutes, minutes of inspiration. Yeah. Let us lighten your soul with effervescent joy. The okay, that was creepy. Breeze. Cut that out. <laughs> Let me say it again. <laughs> okay. 80 minutes, 80 minutes of 80 minutes of inspiration and insight into the colorful lives of fellow creatives. I love it. That's good. 80 minutes. Eight is my number right now. So really? I really want to roll with 80 minutes. Okay. We're rolling with it. I All right, love it. Well, th- so I'm going to be uh, one of us, as I feel like one of us, if not both of us at the times, we have to keep this trolley moving right absolutely so I'll, i'm gonna wrap up this part here about the knife thing okay <laughs> so like this was a good experience we'll bring the guests on we'll get their background we'll get their story yeah we'll, we'll, i'm really excited to get we'll to bullshit meet with cool them people. yeah dude like we're gonna yeah. make some well I, we're gonna probably gonna start off with people that are already our friends and then it's gonna hopefully yeah. we meet some cool people yeah. Um, but yeah I, you know i hope people will bring stuff on that we can play with and look at um and so I'll wrap this up because I wanted to show you this thing. So this knife, this is the latest thing I just made. Um, and I'm I'm like, I cannot believe how well it turned out. Like this is so like can I just blowing. ask you, like, how does it make you feel to be able to turn like can I just ask you, how does it make you feel to be able to turn raw materials into this finished product and then and turn that into all of this like energizing joy and also money uh it makes me feel like i never want to go back to a corporate gig <laughs> you know what i mean it's like is it it makes that, me feel like i want to start a fucking podcast and talk about yeah, it that's exactly know? why we're here is like yeah we actually have the capacity to get some raw materials and some ideas together and create money out of thin air are Dude, you guys so- fucking down or what <laughs> who fucking down <laughs> do this Dude, like, someone seriously. offered me two hundred bucks for this thing already. Like exactly, and I was and I, I was like, this one's well, not for sale. Sorry. Well, and honestly, what I think that is worth is so much more than that. Oh, well, exactly. But I'm just saying, like, you know, that's just to prove that point that you can. There's a monetary value beyond yes. just the passion of it. You know, and that's what this show is all about is you both. paying those bills. Now, I'm not going to sell this one, but if I'm making another one, hell yeah, I'm going to sell it. And then I'm going to pay my cell phone bill with it. Oh. And so much <laughs> more. Like, so that story, I just want to circle back really quickly. The story I told you guys, you know, is the whole reason for why now I am like a total like fierce wildflower warrior for like having no limiting beliefs about Mm -hmm. money and what's possible because I now believe that like we can do anything and we can like, we can create whatever the fuck we want and we can make whatever amount of money we want doing it. And we can have limitless amounts of joy doing it. Yes, And so like all of that limiting bullshit holding us back can just disintegrate and dissolve and 
and float away and just, I visualize it like melting off and turning into like pieces of glitter that are up in the air that you just look up at and you're like, that is my fucking bright ass future right there. There it is. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, I love it. That's that's a much more magical expression. (laughs) All right, is there anything you want to add before we do uh, News Disco? <gasps> news disco uh, thank you this was the thing i was like the most excited well first of all before that i want you to talk about your wallets because oh no you- talk about them on the next show we're at like oh because we got okay we got, what, like 20 10 minutes left mason well they're yeah. here like just take one minute take right. one minute all right. all right, that's what I'll say about the wallets, okay? Real quick, and then we'll move they on to the news. They are fucking awesome. Show me, the, show me the Bogue wallet, okay, the so Unifest this is, this is the Bogue, Bogue wallet. The original Bogue. Oh, my so God! I play in a band that okay, we'll talk about on so cool. other episodes, I'm sure. But so cool. I, made, I designed a wallet after The stitching is perfect. Thank By you. the way, the stitching is perfect. Just so you guys know, Jason is a perfectionist, and it shows. <laughs> Uh, which is why the guy I made a wallet for every guy in the band, a design of a wallet, and I named that design after that member. So that when there's the bogue, it's got this real silvery, flashy, and what I call a uh, unicorn hide. Yes. It's like multicolored pink, purple, and yes. blue. It's got pink thread. Uh, I'm actually doing another version of it. I'm getting rid of the silver, and I'm going to do this really cool uh, stoned leather thing. Um, I love it. And then this one here is the Spanger. And the Spanger <laughs> has flamingos on the inside of it, a flamingo print. It also has pink thread. Um, you know, I just I just felt like Nick wears a lot of, I don't know why. Actually, I don't know if I've ever actually seen him wear a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> yeah, you have. I just feel like his personality yeah. says, I wear Hawaiian shirts because they're he does. fucking awesome. He, I'm um, pretty sure I remember him wearing printed shirts. And then this one here is the Acre. This one's the, the Tyler Acre. Yes. Uh, real minimalistic, so, real so simple. So Pine League, you know? Yeah, from Pine like, League. Yeah, I So I it. haven't, um, it was funny, so speaking to that perfectionism thing, is I designed these wallets for these guys, and as a Christmas gift, I was like, hey, guys, I made you guys all wallets. I designed a wallet. Now people can buy a Spanger. People can buy a Bogue. And <laughs> I have yet to give the guys any of these wallets. <laughs> Because these are just still the prototypes, and they're not good enough to give away yet. They're oh not good gosh. enough to sell. Are you kidding? Okay, so there's just little things. You know what I mean? What like, a, can you can you just like since we're doing this live and mm-hmm. this amazing exploration of what it means to be creative and all the blocks that get in our way? Like, what can you give me one example from one of these that you feel is not good enough yet? Sure, sure, absolutely. So, all right, Spanger is the easy one to grab. So I stitched it, and then in the dyeing process, I got dye on the stitching, and the stitching isn't straight. See how it almost runs off the side of the wallet there? Sorry, guys. This is a— Okay, so I'm taking a look at this. I see what he's saying. I yeah. see what he's saying. I mean, you know, I love it. I love the overall concept, but I just—I want to be able to charge people $80 you know, for that wallet. You know what, though? And like, if you paid $80 for that and it showed up, I'd be a little both, upset. Honestly, both of those things that you pointed out, like— actually to me make this feel even more like an art piece like because (laughs) it doesn't look cheap it looks expensive and it looks handmade and that's exactly (laughs) what it is and so this is exactly this is coming full circle here in that lesson which is like we are so hard on ourselves and this is beautiful well it's part of what drives me this is beautiful 
I think it's going to help me be more successful. I think people like us and like that is what helps us be successful. Because if you hold yourself as such a, now I'm not saying these are absolute garbage and pieces of shit and light them on no, fire. No, no, you know, no. I'm just saying that I want my product that I'm going to put out there to be better than this. You, you know hold I mean? yourself to yeah. a certain standard and that is great. And like think, we yeah. should do that. And that's great. And also like, I just see all I see in that is like beauty. And so there's this like beautiful way where we can look for like, what is there instead of like mm-hmm. looking for those little things that might be wrong because other people like don't even see that. Mm-hmm. And so there's like a beautiful nuance of like, what is there versus what isn't there for us to figure out. Right. All right. Well, no, I feel like we covered some good stuff there. I feel like we're done talking about ourselves for today. Okay. Right. Uh, I'm ready to move on to the next segment because we're running out of time. Are you ready to move on? Wait, cheers. Oh yeah. Cheers. To our success. Cheers to our successes. We got this. There it is. (laughs) We highly condone drinking and podcasting. Yeah. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to News Disco! Swaggering stories of human greatness. Awesome. All right, what do you have? What story do you have for us today? Okay, so for today, I'm really excited about this good news story because you know what, guys? In a world full of shit news, we all need a little good news, don't good we? News. So <laughs> Drop some good news on us. Drop some so good stuff. So we are going to be sharing with you guys inspirational news that we've come across. And this week, I want to celebrate the story that I found on Good News Network, one of my favorite news channels to follow. And the headline is, Mardi Gras becomes Yardy Gras. When Float makes... <laughs> Yardy Gras! <laughs> Yardy Gras! Woo! <laughs> We can all celebrate to that. That's amazing. When float making company gets orders for porch floats after parade is canceled. So this is like the most amazing story of these incredible entrepreneurs. They're a couple, husband and wife. They make Mardi Gras floats for a living. Okay. What a rad job. What a rad industry. Yeah. And they, they share in the story here that they charge around $45,000 per float and oh my god when and and you have to think like if your business revolves around one event that happens once a year mm-hmm. and so you make a ton of money that supports you for the whole year in this one period of time and then that one event gets canceled it's like all of a sudden overnight your business is dead so this is a this is a survival story this yeah. is a, this is a uh, survival during covid times story yes okay Absolutely. And I think that this touched my heart because like Matt and I have the business Unifesco, which, you know, like is an event business too, which Mm -hmm. ended overnight with COVID, which is like what a lot of people are experiencing. So what I'm celebrating about this story is that this couple decided, so they, they go by Crescent City Artists and they said, I was heartbroken when the mayor canceled Mardi Gras, but I also understand that life is more important. And then it goes on to say, the talented couple who usually construct carnival floats made of steel, wood, and muslin for around $45,000 each worried that the end to the party meant difficulties for their financial future. So many beads. And (laughs) so many boobs. And then, like, they pitched this idea to the public of having these porch floats where people could order these custom floats for their home. And so I'll just give a little read on what that is. So it says, 
a New Orleans couple who normally spend this time of year building fantastical flows for the Mardi Gras parade has done something a little different for the pandemic, creating porch flows so people can party safely at home. And it says the NOLA parade may have been canceled this year, but that hasn't stopped husband and wife team Inez and Ren Pierre from creating, for example, a Dolly Parton theme float to what? pay tribute to the country singer's $1 million donate. $1 million donation to coronavirus vaccine research. Kelly Parton's so amazing. <laughs> She's the voice of a hundred warriors. <laughs> I love her so much. Oh my gosh. One of my friends who absolutely loves her reminded me that she one time said she started out her concert with, I want to thank you all for buying a ticket to my show because it costs a fortune to look this cheap. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to honor Dolly for keeping it real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, this story is really awesome because basically it goes on to say that this couple has pivoted to reinvent their business where they're wow. offering these porch floats to people. And we they're saying now we are up to 40, 52 porch floats. We have maybe 10 more to complete and we have a waiting list for next year. Holy smokes. That's cool. so, so, so people, do people drive around and, and see them? I think mm-hmm. I, I can only assume mm-hmm. uh, that that's what's happening. Kind of like Christmas lights, right. you know, where it's like people are doing this bid for celebration and people are going around and seeking they totally, the art that has been created. Yeah, that's crazy. They totally flipped Mardi Gras inside out. Mm-hmm. So now instead of going to a place and seeing these Mardi Gras floats, go by mm-hmm. now <laughs> now the, like the mardi gras floats are the bystanders and the cars are going by yeah think about that like that's that makes sense it's really really awesome. awesome and it's just such a testament to what it means to be a creative entrepreneur mm-hmm. like navigating the challenges that come up and how really like our success is so limitless mm-hmm. and and stories like this are things we're excited to share with you in our news uh disco segment news disco <laughs> because the truth is is that like the can just the media that is presented to us is very negative Such a bummer and the thing is is there are so many truthful stories to chase that are actually fucking awesome mm-hmm. So That's we, what we want. All things yeah, fucking awesome exactly. on the show. Yes. All right. We are out of time. <laughs> I'm glad, like, I, you know, I think part of me was a little worried that we'd run out of things to say, which was a really Jason, dumb, really? unfounded fear. With us? I know. That would never it's, happen. Yeah. <laughs> We've literally talked sober until seven o'clock in the morning. That actually did happen yeah. on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Our last drink was like 1 a.m. and we yeah. still talk till 7 a.m. Yeah. Without They're- drugs, I just want to say for the record. <laughs> <laughs> like, this was uh, pure yeah. being high on life. Yeah, yeah. High on life. All right. Excited. So, all right. Uh, you know, this is so... Thank you guys so much for making it this far. For all of you guys that have listened all the way through... Uh, <laughs> Claps for you. Claps indeed. Um, and, you know, Woo! super excited. Yeah. Uh, super excited for the next episode. We'll have an actual guest on uh, next time. And yeah. we have yet to fully determine who that is. I've already talked to quite a few people that are really interested in being on the show. I know Amber Hoyt's one of them. Um, yes. Love her. Oh, she's incredible. And, um, uh, Workman's daughter, jewelry. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a jewelry designer. She's going to be on the show. Brock is down to be on the show. The knife maker guy. Um, I got some chefs in mind, and we haven't really talked about your list of people you want to have on. Yeah. So we're gonna. There's so there's so so many. We're yeah. gonna have so much fun and. 
So follow us on Instagram. Uh, probably going to be a Facebook channel t- or page as well. Um, if the video stuff works out, there'll be a YouTube channel as well. Um, <laughs> you know, help us out. Tell your friends. Share this thing. Uh, check out all the other amazing podcasts that are coming out of Speak Studios. There's some, I mean, oh yeah, some killer ones, man. Some killer Eyes stuff. and Ears by Matt Bogue and Eyes Billy and Powers. Yeah, the Plus One podcast is a really. Have you checked them out yet? No, it's it's worth listening. Those girls crack me up. Um, I love Spocast. Spocast is a good one. Yeah. yeah. So what's there's, the name of your show, dude? There's just so many. On this day, I, I have not checked it out yet, but I'm going to. There's so there's so so many, and I would love anyone who happens to maybe come across this podcast to write in and let us know how we did on our design challenge to create a podcast on the fly. As mm-hmm. just two friends and creati- creatives getting together, seeing what we can do. I think we did a good job. I'm pretty <laughs> pumped. I mean, I'm about to listen to it back, but I'm However, I want to know what they think. Yeah. I want to know what they think. And the thing is, you don't need to worry about us. We're solid. You could tell us. You could tell us. We are, we're like inviting the conversation about how we can continually make this inspirational and exciting for you I guys. want someone to actually purposely kick my ego in the balls. Yeah. Like that. I need Let's that. Let's make that a challenge. Because I'm feeling pretty inflated right now oh, about how shit. good this is. So Let me need. just put a pin in that. <laughs> yeah. I, you know my skills to put a pin in that. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Thank you so much. This is the Make It, Don't Fake It podcast. My name is Jason Oberdorf. And I'm Stephanie Vogue. And we'll see you next time. Let's turn your passions into paychecks. Oh, yeah, man. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're good.